0: Hello, and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's Test Table, where we don't play test games, we stress test them. I am John Baltusberger.
1: I am Charles R. Bernard.
2: I'm Bridget Brave.
3: I'm Ian Siross. And I'm Mr. Paschke.
0: Friends, I had the distinct pleasure of attending a festival called Ghoulish. Uh, The Ghoulish Book Festival in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Bridget, my compatriot, my partner in uh, uh, crime, was uh, there with me. And, you know, as I sat at the Madness Heart Press booth, slinging books and ink into the hands of the eager waiting customers that came to our table, nearly everyone asked me for... Uh, Cosmic horror. Everyone wanted that good, good space tentacle stuff. Um, The other thing is, uh, as some of you may know, I write urban fantasy, uh, but like horror urban fantasy, dark urban fantasy. And I was on a panel and a guy said, the difference between horror and other stuff is that in horror, you don't have power uh the the thing kills you you don't kill the thing meaning that if if there's heroes involved right if there if you have power yourself uh or the uh, protagonist has power then it can't be horror it certainly could be cosmic horror then right that just that just wouldn't make sense but what if what if what if your powers were nightmarish what if your power, your, the very thing that made you strong was also the thing that made you vulnerable or made you dangerous. And this is not a new theme. This has been explored in comic books since time immorium. Uh There was the issue of Spider-Man where Mary Jane dies of radio- radiation poisoning from their sweet, tender lovemaking. Uh, there are countless Superman stories where he accidentally rips Lois in half, um, and of course, Batman is complete a <clears throat> sorry. Batman is a completely insane fascist. So, <laughs> what I'm saying here is that heroes can be both villains, obviously, right? But also, they can be at the heart of horror storytelling. Um, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, these heroes just have to look up at the sky, at the malign intelligence that is that is out there, mocking them with these abilities that grant them power that leaves them powerless. And they have to ask, dear great Cthulhu, please stop giving me superpowers, right? Like that's, <laughs> uh, man, that's a weird ass tangent. Uh, Ian, what are we playing today? <laughs>
4: Well, with that introduction, uh, yes, we are indeed playing Dear Great Cthulhu, Please Stop Giving Me Superpowers by Darla Burr. And this was a Zine Quest game. This game falls, the into the, <laughs> this falls into the vein of games that are very narrative focused, and it also reflects issues that are very near and dear to a lot of our player community. In fact, this game, it's a reflection of the dual status of being a trans person and person with different uh, disabilities. This is a expression of that. So in this game, as John was saying, the cosmic horrors that be need mortal agents to enact their plan. And so they give powers but they don't know how human physiology and anatomy works and so you're basically mutated in horrible terrible ways uh, with devastating powers that may be barely functional if at all and have devastating consequences to you and others when you use it so you're stuck in this x-men like situation of fighting for your own rights as a non-human person and non-human in a human society um, being at the whims of these terrible forces but also still having your own wants needs and desires and dealing with the intrusions of these otherworldly unfathomable things so in this all of you are playing as a different archetypical role and i'll already start with one of these strange mutations now before we do start though it is worth saying that the game itself is designed to be played without a gm and to have everyone in a kind of community setting playing and handing playbooks back and forth as the game unfolds due to our remote nature i'm going to be kind of facilitating a quasi gm role in where i'll take over the elements of the playbooks of the great uh terrible things and also doing uh, dice rolls and other things that would otherwise be player facing just to help expedite and moderate the game but and, just as a little bit of a tweak
0: and to just interject um mm-hmm. if you are familiar with the powered by the apocalypse system uh this is a similar chassis so um, exactly. as as Ian has said, there are some glaring new uh, gameplay mechanics, and and how the game runs is not all that similar to like what you may see in other powered uh, by the apocalypse games.
4: It's that that's you know kind of a good way to frame it. The specific system that this is running on is called Belonging Outside Belonging, and that system was created by Avery um, Adler. Uh, also, inspiration from the systems, uh, Dream Askew and Dream Apart, just to give full credit where credit is due. But definitely, I, I see that if you're familiar with, like John part of the Apocalypse, that's very, uh, that's what this kind of reminds me of, except exilists. And so, now with that lengthy introduction, um, why don't i guess let me then quickly to set the scene and then we'll introduce our characters we're going to be doing a little bit of world building too as we play this so there will be some more improv and things that are part of the natural session um, but all of the players are coming together for a support group a herald support group zero heralds for the old ones and you are suffering many of you are suffering from how this has impacted your life your health your wants your dreams wishes so you're banding together and commiserating about your situation and what actions if any you want to take in your community on behalf of the gods so we'll develop all that out but why don't we let our cast of intrepid players introduce themselves although we will need someone to volunteer selflessly and go first and be vulnerable and you know Review all the deepest, darkest. Oh, do we? Do we have? Do we have a volunteer?
1: Hi, um, my name's Ron, and uh, I'm a herald of the ancient ones. That's where hi, everyone Ron. says hi, Ron. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's been 48 hours since I've uh, used my powers. Um, I'm the newbie. Uh, I'm dressed in a uh, slightly charred work uniform. Nice to see everyone this week.
2: All right, I'll go next. Hi, everyone. I'm Finn, and I'm a herald of an elder god.
1: Hi, Finn. Hi, Finn. Thank you.
2: Um, it's been seventy-two hours since I last used my powers. Um, really working hard right now. Um, As you can tell by the way I'm dressed, I I take my academic studies very seriously, I consider myself a professional student, Um, and I'm just here to try to find some stability. I just, I need to, I need to get my shit together, people. Don't be shy, guys. It's a welcoming group.
0: Allow me to say that, um, even though this particular group has colonized others, I will not be doing an accent. <clears throat> um, hello, my name is Jin.
2: Jin. Hi, Jin. Hi, Jin.
0: Hello. Um, I... am not technically able to turn off my powers. Um, I suppose (laughs) I'll actually use my powers now, Um, but the last time I made use of my powers um, consciously, let's say, uh, was uh, three nights ago. I was trying to assist a a woman who was being... um, she was being mugged and I, I thought, well, if, if there's any good use of power, perhaps this would be it. And um unfortunately neither of them um survived. But um I learned something new. I learned um I learned some some things that I can maybe do myself to better react to these situations.
3: Guess that leaves me everyone uh my name's Vale. um uh you know i i've got my powers i i try not to use them i just you know i'm just exhausted from you know trying to take take the the kids to the game because they're in little league and i've got responsibilities at home a job that my boss doesn't understand why i have to do the things i do i have to go out at night and do the bidding of the great old ones and he just really wants me to get my work done in a timely manner and not act tired like i am i'm just exhausted constantly and he just Amen. doesn't doesn't get it doesn't understand
4: so now that everyone's introduced themselves and started to divulge a little bit about them one are the things that we need to do together is to build the community of which you are a part so tell me a little bit more about your community like the place and that you live what are important elements So, together, tell me about three to five different touchstones about your community, like key locations or important monuments that make up the town or city that you're in.
3: There's the strip mall. It's really important. That's where my job is. Gotta be there every day, Monday through Saturday.
4: What is the place that you work?
3: A store where every product is generic.
1: <laughs> Dollar General. So it's no. just called a store. Yeah, I feel like all the products are generic. That's brilliant. Someone Pesco should do that. Value brand.
3: It's Somebody basically should do that. It's basically like that where they got all the props for Repo Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where you can get beer branded beer.
4: It's just beer. Oh, wow. Yeah. There is there is somewhere that actually is like that, and it's like really depressing. I think it's in the UK or
0: something like that. All right, so you work it's for a crazy? store. It's, it's called like Brazil, it. by the way. <laughs> And the God. <laughs> so we have a strip mall. what are other important landmarks or places uh, there is need? the um, I'm saying this because it is part of my character's thing, but there is a uh, a Buddhist meditation and uh, learning center.
2: And I'm not I... gonna
1: do the voice all night but um there's there's Gunther's chicken shack where I used to work
2: oh there sounds like there's a story there i was oh, going to mention is. my favorite building which is the research library which has the largest collection of peer-reviewed scientific studies on how the stars came right
4: so that's a memorial library isn't it Um uh, what what is it dedicated to or who's the the patron of it what's it named after
2: um, I believe that that library was named after one of the founders of our fair city here. Um, his name was Rochester Maplethorpe. Um, he was um, a pillar of the community, despite being, um, you know, very very short of stature. He he had a a large influence on this community.
4: Maplethorpe, so it's like a got a leather exterior and,
2: yes, yeah, cool. Yes, a lot of knobby. Yeah
4: angles yeah i love it there's gonna be exactly like one viewer is like i got the reference
2: (laughs) (laughs) it took me a minute
4: but i finally did we we love you (laughs) (laughs) that's what that's what all this year's working at kinsey gets (laughs) you any other significant place and we can add more places but this was already giving a flavor of where you are
2: Anyone?
4: What are some of the conflicts that are happening in your community? Are there certain challenges facing your community of heralds, the general populace influences of government, corrupt organizations, activist groups, other things? What have you been noticing that's been happening in your community now that the gods have started to infiltrate into the world?
1: Labor management disputes all over town. My overworked trend here is just the tip of the iceberg, as am I, part of the tip of the iceberg. And,
4: okay, I like that. We'll build on that. I won't more on that.
2: You know, I've also noticed a real attitude of um, disrespect and discrediting our our conspiracy theorists. Who really, <laughs> yeah. up until this point, have been an excellent source of rumor, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I I think that with the the elder gods being present in our world now, we need to rely on what other people are hearing and saying, and the fact that they're just acting like these conspiracy theorists are just crackpots—it's it's really insulting. Um, particularly need, for my friends within the conspiracy theorist community.
1: We need wider acceptance of those conspiracy yes. theories.
2: Especially yes. All since, thoughts are valid.
3: Since some of them now clearly have sight into the future and know things I mean, we don't. Yeah. They're right. We know that.
2: Yeah.
4: I like the fact that this really does say that there is truth and then there is another form of truth and they're both simultaneously valid in a way anything else that is a pressing concern of things that are affecting your loved
0: ones or you personally Um, there is um, there is this is a little you know what I was going to say this is dark but consider like we
4: have safety tools, and you should
0: too. Players at home, make sure you discuss your so, safety tools. So, um, okay, here's what I'm going to say: trigger warning, self harm. Um, uh, it, it is it is true that um, our uh, you know, suicide is a epidemic among uh, uh, trans youth, and I think that um, the arrival of uh the old ones would probably cause an epidemic of uh uh self-harm uh, amongst the formally faithful community uh as their gods are proven to be uh less real and more uh than they formerly thought i mean some of um, them are more real now but yeah uh, more solid and yeah, some also of them are
2: incredibly fucking real now. More,
0: m- way more hungry.
2: <laughs> I think it's
0: also
1: safe to say that, especially in the community of us um, heralds, many of us are are dealing with some some body image problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's like my eyes are up here and here and here, and some of hey. them are down there too. Mm-hmm. So lots of. Uh
4: now just to contextualize things and then we'll really get into the thick of play is that there are the old ones we're going to call them kind of by a general relative elemental essence but the lot of you can who are going to help me flesh these out as they begin to intrude and you can give them names as you want but just so people are kind of familiar with what are the things and what are they doing there are the stars which represent corrupt governments and, and uh, big corporations that have a ruthless grip on the world. The sky, which represents the faith community and issues therein. The sea representing the media's representation of the world and especially the heralds and how we consume social media. The earth representing the secrets of the earth and the groups and people that represent uh, human organizations as well as the shadows that represent the occult and secret things about the world and the universe. So as the players are beginning to explore their world, the gods themselves will intrude and twist their bodies or compel them to do things, and they have to work through that. Now, um, so as we also play, each of the characters has different types of moves that deal with them talking about issues that are painful to them and vulnerable, or taking actions that have, that put them in their places of strength. So there is no dice rolling in this game. It's basically everyone together is creating the actions that they want to see, and then it just happens. So setting the scene, um one of you tell me what does the community center look like that you're having this session and then from there you can choose to treat this just like you would a support group and talk about flashbacks things that have happened to you or if you want to take action bring it to the community you can do that as well and i will be in this kind of role of acting as the old ones when they um, manifest depending on your actions
2: right, so I think that the community center is um, one of those very standard, like, has clearly been possibly a Masonic Hall at some point, and then has changed hands, (laughs) and so there's like a weird mishmash of decor and also upkeep, but now that the Elder Gods have invaded, uh, things have really started to fall apart.
3: I don't know if it's falling apart is the right word. I think the remodeling that they started doing uh, on a surface level, it doesn't seem necessary, but once you're inside i mean stairs going up one thing scares going down that okay yeah you go up go down but stairs into the third dimension that we can barely perceive until you're actually on them i like the new look of the community center i know it's a little dilapidated now but
2: but i'm trying to treat this as a functional issue i mean i can't get into the elevator to make my meeting on time if i don't know if i'm going to end up in the hell plane again that has happened twice now which is why i was late for these meetings on two separate occasions
3: i i've been there my boss tells me that i should plan for the hell dimension and that it's not a valid excuse i can emphasize before you
2: i saw that bumper sticker the um no one can plan for the hell dimension and that exists for a reason because you just can't Mm -hmm. no well i can tell you
1: uh One way to deal with such grumbles is probably not to overdo it, would be my advice. Especially by an order of numbers of fatalities. That's all I have to say on the subject for the moment.
2: I mean, it's a valid point. There have been a lot of fatalities.
3: Yeah, and if people uh, die, we don't even have a town anymore.
2: Maybe putting
1: up with a little bit of a hell dimension every now and then. You just got to pick your battles, I guess, is what I'm saying.
0: I think that it's not always easy. And that having a job should not be taken Well, granted, there are many people who are unable to feed themselves, unable to eat. Um, Not everyone is able to be a part of the community, especially us heralds. So if you're able to have a job, um, I feel it would be important to to maintain that um, personally.
2: I disagree. We, we have elder gods here. We have elder gods here. Why are we all still going to work every day? We should be focusing primarily on academic pursuits, trying to understand what is happening right now, um, going out and interacting and, and, and building a, a larger compendium of which gods are here, what they want, what we can expect, and maybe start to carve out a form of life that works around, you know, sprouting tentacles from time to time, and um, ending up in the hellscape when you're just trying to make it to a dentist appointment.
1: I oh, sure could have mouth. used that. One one thing that that guy could say is whether um, your specific uh, mutation or mutations gift or gifts rather um, are more lucrative or less lucrative. Because I was really counting on um, on this this gift to work out for me, and uh, yeah, I I quit my job very prematurely.
2: But putting a monetary value on the gifts just devalues them.
1: It's true, it's true. I would put the monetary value at eleven, no, at ten twenty five an hour, which is what uh, Gunther's Chicken Shack paid me. <laughs> 26 hours a week, too. It was good work.
2: That's a... wow. But
0: whether or not the 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 Elder Gods, as we call them, are real and here, it doesn't mean... For most of us, we still have to eat. We still have to function within this yeah, society that we've created. Um and this may not be a pleasant truth but it is as true as well as anything can be true i just want to say uh real quick uh john disagrees with everything that jen is saying uh, john, is not, john is not pro-capitalist but jen is apologies my friends i understand hmm.
4: I don't think everyone has truly discussed what their powers are. Is that something that you would like to discuss with your other heralds?
1: I'd be happy. I think that um, my case may prove illustrative. So, uh, for a week, I was kept awake by fevered dreams. Um, you know, I knew that something was on its way. Uh, I, I knew that that after so long being powerless, you know, mopping the toilets at Gunther's, having to put up with shit from Gunter, both literally and figuratively, uh, at last the power would be in my hands, or rather in my tongue. For I heard uh, thundering in my brain um, the following word combination, seemingly nonsensical, uh, fly gory electricity tongue Um, so I thought to myself like I'm going to be able to fly my tongue will be electric, possibly bloody, um, it's going to be rad and it turns out that um, I can in fact use my electric tongue to fly but that tongue remains while flexible tethered in one place while I do Mm. so I thought I'd go like soaring majestically out of the workplace after telling Gunther where to stick it And instead, that electric tongue just burned up my work uniform. And I kind of went around the kitchen, but I couldn't get out. It was really embarrassing. Someone had to help me get my tongue out of the floor. And then, like, I had to roll it up and, like, you know, and they're still waiting for this uniform back. But you know what? They can just take that out of my last check because uh, I got kicked out of my house, too. Um, Yeah. It's been rough.
2: I can relate. I uh, woke up one morning to discover that I am now able to sprout all over my body these haunted thorny stone scales, um, cool. which I mean, right. And they look awesome. Um, however, once they have sprouted, I am kind of encased completely within them. Mm. And it makes movement very difficult. Um, I kind of walk like a robot and am unable to pr- produce smooth movements with my limbs i have destroyed several expensive items as a result of this um and that is starting to really become a problem for me and my my savings um so have yeah. you like have you tried not moving well i then what's the point of the stony scales if you're not gonna hmm. show you up could all? get
3: a you could get a segue and, and that way you can <laughs> you could just roll around on one of those or a hoverboard <laughs>
2: With the amount I owe IKEA now um, <laughs> for that incident in their lighting section, I mm. I cannot afford a Segway.
1: Jin, would you like to share?
0: No.
2: <laughs> um
0: it's it's worth mentioning uh <laughs> yeah, don't stop being an asshole here uh this time uh Jin looks completely normal um other than the fact that he is wearing like nice elegant gloves and is dressed in like a nice suit um he wouldn't he wouldn't look out of place anywhere so It's one of those things where it's like, okay, is he really a herald or is he just claiming to be a herald? Um, He is. um... So follow up question. What the fuck is your character doing at
1: a support group meeting then?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so what what is uh, to, to, to put this another way, he is mortal passing. Ooh. and uh feels pretty feels uncomfortable revealing uh what is different about him
3: well we don't we need to force him so let's just move on with life I guess
4: <laughs> so-
2: there is a thing in my character sheet that I'm supposed to ask the group. This would this be a good time for us to ask our questions? Yes,
4: that, that would be.
2: I just, you know, I, I feel like we've spent a lot of time together in this group, and I'm starting to get to know everyone really well. And I need to know, who here have I made uncomfortable with my knowledge?
1: Me. you made me uncomfortable. I don't know shit. I'm... I'm I'm, uh, I'm like I think this actually qualifies as one of my what is this? Uh, no, it's not one of my base notes. Blah 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 blah.
4: It could, I mean, it could be. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, actually, accept help from someone else and learn something important in the process. Yeah, so I would say, I I would say like I'm I'm new. Do you do you have any? any tips? Like what's the first thing that I should know?
2: I think that it's most important to understand that um, no great power is greater than any other great power. Um, We are all just vessels at this point. That's the most important thing I have learned and that we should be learning to embrace what is happening to us even when it is destroying our lives and the lives of all of those around us find the find the silver lining
1: man uh if it weren't for that last little scrap of honesty that could have come from so many religions that i (laughs) have like come across (laughs) the important thing is to just destroy
2: just destroy just yeah, yeah just keep letting it happen
3: I mean i support the group and our destruction i'll bandwagon that or are destroying the city is that what i heard
2: i mean i
3: i think that sounds like fun I'm i
2: am energetic and
1: enthusiastic about that
2: yeah i've got nothing else planned today <laughs> and
4: that is definitely something that you can do as a group all of you have your different notes that you can use to fuel destruction if you want or you can tackle some of those core conflicts that are plugging your community. So, definitely where you take this from here is up to you and as long as you're being in line with your character's motivations and hopefully finding interesting ways to use your powers if you want.
2: Shall we shall we venture forth? All right, I'm
1: actually like this is this is definitely going to be one of my notes. Sorry. Yes, I say. I, I have been waiting for this for so long, and I go barreling out the front door, and immediately, you know, having forgotten my, uh, the drawback of my tongue power, my electric tongue goes right, right into the ground like a lightning bolt, and immediately I'm just like, I'm <laughs> just around like a little, like about a 10-foot diameter circle around it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, a lot. I, I, guess, I guess if I had a machine gun, I might be like a, kind of dangerous
4: It reminds me of the vine in the TikTok where someone ties a potato to a ceiling fan.
2: Oh, gosh. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I haven't seen it. I'm just
1: imagining it and finding it funny.
2: (laughs) All right, gang. We're We're destroying the city. You know? could someone on some stick
1: my tongue so i can do that
2: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i'll i'll do my best to help i think i've got some mittens or no i don't have mittens oh um the is your tongue still like zapping you to the ground or
1: yeah and and like around my electric tongue i managed to say like me mazda
3: you have rubber a mazda yeah you can take rubber your glove. mazda no rubber glove <laughs> um
0: all right so i go find Um, the mazda jim walks jim walks out and since he is actually wearing special gloves just like grabs your tongue and (laughs) reels it (laughs) back into your mouth thank you thank you very much jim
3: thank you thank you i am looking for the mazda i (laughs) have wandered off
2: i I was going to suggest (laughs) that we um find some way to touch his tongue without it affecting us
3: if we touch our tongue to his tongue does it give us a little zap like a
0: nine volt battery it's a lot more than nine volts um,
2: (laughs) name of research you should try having
0: having touch tongues with charles i can tell you it's electrifying
1: (laughs) having um having my own tongue i can assure you that it is not
4: So, Ron, as you are jumping into this head-first and getting way over your head as a newbie, and it sounds like you are hell-bent on a form of revenge by destroying the town... Yeah, man! As you are flying in your circle um, (laughs) and fixating on just how you have been wronged by going there in the chicken shack, This is...
0: Sorry to interrupt, Ian. This is an interesting point that we haven't encountered on Wondering Monsters so far. Jin would absolutely, 100%, not be a party to any of this. Um... Well John, it's been nice having you. I'll Yeah, yeah I'll <laughs> <say it> like-
2: <laughs> but, but that's
4: good because been, this could give you agency to work against or or other things. So it'd be interesting to see that Jen is not a not doing the, the, the thing that is typical to,
0: to the group <laughs> or John. It's we've never we've never had to deal with this before. <laughs> So oh. as,
4: Ron, you are flying in a circle, uh, you start to feel this black ooze trickling into your senses coming from your peripheral, and then making your vision go completely black. You see that the world itself is been drenched into shadows, and there are things that lurk there. You see shambling beasts, tentacles slapping uh, randomly in the void, and all around you are a multitude of eyes, all staring at you. They are goading you onward to your revenge mm. and power. It seems to be almost bargaining with you. And you see like a little flash image of your former poultry establishment in flames as if it's trying to entice you in exchange for something. But you're not exactly sure what is on the other end of this bargain. Hmm.
1: Uh... Then your I emotion mean, goes back to normal
4: and you're still yeah,
1: um Okay, cool. Uh and I get a token for that, correct?
4: Um you that is not going to be a, a token action. What you're um, going ahead and jumping over your over your yeah. head is, yes, correct. Okay, cool. Jen, are you wanting to intercept the group or see how that plays out?
0: I am going to, I think, try to stay. Rusty, want to try to stay with the group and sabotage them, or do I want to? uh do i want to actively work against them um i have a question for the group real quick actually
1: do we have telepathy or should we i'm just kidding (laughs)
0: oh i was saying maybe if someone does uh, (laughs) which of you have i helped without revealing my identity
1: uh me You grab my zappy tongue uh without uh, yeah. um, knowing your dark secret
0: dark secret okay um i am nope not that one to
4: help you also beyond the things that are on your character sheet that are providing you inspiration and in how to interact with the world and your compatriots You can also, because all the narrative is driven by all of you and this providing intrusions, three questions that will help you kind of guide your action are, uh, where are we, what are we doing, does someone have a scene that they want to start with or to share, and then you can work with that. So all of your actions are inherently successful, whatever it is you want to do, and so we just are doing yes and together.
0: Um. Funny enough, uh one of my deep actions is uh let someone down in order to hide my identity. I feel like I'm doing that with the group right now. Um I am not going to intercede yet, but I am going to follow closely. Um Jin hasn't actually said like, hey, let's not please know please yet so he is going to try to to talk some sense in them before the destruction starts.
1: now as I'm as I'm reeling my tongue back in my mouth with a little help from my friends um, I'm kind of talking around it and going, you know stuck tongue aside the, the flying is really cool. you guys should play it. yeah no, unfortunately
2: my tongue... the my, my superpower makes me very heavy incredibly heavy so it would be more like falling than flying
0: Mm. would you survive the fall
2: well yes i would um have multiple times um i Mm. it makes me incredibly clumsy so i am always falling out of windows and off of things um but yes
1: you know what they say um falling is just flying upside down
2: i suppose that is true
4: very if any of you do one of your low note actions, you gain another power. So if you're never satisfied with what you have, things could be much worse.
1: <laughs> uh, I, man, <laughs> do you guys want to go to the Chicken Shack with me? I, I, I'm not. I'm not going to light it on fire right away. Can I we will get chicken. I will
3: go with you. We yeah, okay, get chicken cool. first. See, so we can still yes. get your employee discount because that's yes. the savings. And we we you absolutely
1: know. can't. I already tried that. Um, uh, I'm I'm very I will, hungry.
0: if everyone remains calm, I will buy you chicken. Okay. Ooh. I promise
1: to remain calm. So uh Gunter's Chicken Shack is a low adobe structure with a like slightly too buff, like has the like V pelvis cut, like almost erotic looking chicken as a mascot. Uh, and you know, we go in the front door, and the door chimes, you know, like it usually does. Get it. And uh, I, uh, I invite my friend with the gloves, um, Jin, to get us all chicken. I'm kind of like in the back corner with you guys, like trying to avoid looks from my former coworkers. And then once everyone's, like, digging into that good fried chicken with, like, the, you know, uh, the the white gravy and biscuits, fried okra and all that good stuff, um, I get up, dust chicken crumbs off of my uniform, which is still, again, like, slightly charred, and I go in search of Gunter. <laughs> and when I find him... Um, yeah, look, it's Mr. Quitsy! And I go, uh, yeah... Gunter, I kind of need my job back, man. (laughs) And Gunter goes, oh, someone's not having such a good time with the flying tongue. And I say, uh, it's not as useful as I thought it would be, Gunter. Can you do me a solid and give me my job back? And I'm going to let our um, GM slash Cosmic Horror decide my fate at this point. (laughs) Because it says for a price, I'm going to let Gunter name his price
0: um, I just want to say while Ian is making that decision, I've decided to revamp the Madness Heart Press logo to an erotically jacked chicken.
1: <laughs> I have some concept art I could share with uh, you. Please, I
0: <laughs> send it to my private email on my VPN yes. though. Yes, yes,
1: yes, will do. I would like to know more
4: about your character. What do you think that cost would be? Knowing <laughs> Gunter, knowing <laughs> sure.
1: Gunter, it's a cut in my pay, like by half. So I'm gonna go from a princely uh ten twenty five an hour to a paltry five oh, twelve point five. Yes, paltry. a paltry. 5, and he's gonna round down that motherfucker, so it's gonna be five twelve. Not even like five thirteen, but five twelve an hour. I which
2: think is he's probably the... also gonna make your uniform way more embarrassing. <laughs>
1: Probably he's gonna make me wear that Jack Chicken costume and go outside in the heat and dance around. That's a bonus. Well <laughs> it gets hot and stanky in that thing in summer.
0: Oh, it's hot. <laughs> I'll stop, I'll stop, I'll stop sexualizing chicken. Sorry guys.
1: So so what would Gunter's price be? About five thirteen an hour.
4: <laughs> mm. So what are the rest of you doing?
2: so i've been devouring a chicken breast that has way too many bones in it like just way too many <laughs> bones and it's given me an idea you know i wonder if this chicken has also been affected by the arrival of the elder gods or maybe they have brought some kind of elder god chicken into our world too that is different Ooh, from the chicken I, we used to consume
1: i bet it's so good all right i bet it's even oh. better than the original so i'm
2: gonna take a piece of this Um maybe one of the legs, which also has two feet sticking out of it. Um and and there shouldn't be one on the breast, I might add. Right. And then I'm going to take it out there and I am going to throw it into the void to see if anything eats it. And this is me irresponsibly investigating the great old ones and getting so
4: I love that. First off, I like the fact that you're thinking that this is like a cosmic chicken in my head. was like she's probably eating a rat. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact.
1: fact about cosmic chicken this is a Uh, a deep (laughs) this is a deep pull for you uh um fans of bog wizard uh so in uh barbaria our theme music the uh the crashing riff at the end harlan tweeted at one point that for no reason he could remember they started calling that the cosmic chicken riff so like (laughs) Cosmic Chicken is part of our
4: musical heritage on this show. I love that. So you're going to get one token for that, Bridget. Score. And so already, the Shadows has kind of been the first of the elder things that has begun to really insinuate itself with your party. And as an academic, what do you know about the Shadow? and the things that lurk beyond the veil.
2: So as an academic, I have focused my research um, mainly on shadow beings, so this is pretty exciting for me um, that the shadow is the one showing up. I know that he likes to take things um, and not necessarily take them away, sometimes just conceal them. I had actually read a story about a woman who could just never find her car keys not because they were gone but because they were incorporeal at this point so um she was still able to start and drive her car but she had to know where the keys were in relation to her body and the car in order to get it into the car to start the car um it's just it's it's like a a power that involves inconvenience um which which i respect um you know damn
1: invisible legos i keep stepping on
2: seriously like it's a real issue um you know, also invisible uh, cabinet doors that you will bump your head into. Um,
1: Sp- speaking as a person who is visually disabled, like actually disabled on disability because my eyes suck so much, it is actually not not totally unlike that. <laughs> See, there we go. <laughs> the, the fucking cabinet's invisible. I just, wham, there's my head.
4: So you have flung this chicken into the void and instantly you snap into these dark corridors between worlds. You hear things beginning to slaver and bound towards the chicken, although you can't quite see them. And you feel these radiating waves that are urging you on towards deep revenge. Any dark secret that you've had hidden in your heart from everyone else that no one else knows, it knows. All of the shadows, the darkness itself, looks and it knows you utterly thin. So, what things fall upon that chicken, and what things follow you out into the real world?
2: So they're kind of like bats, um, but with owls' heads, and they are making this awful Neat. screeching sound. Bowel, owls. owls owls yeah that owls, Bowls. Bat, owls. Bowls. Bowls. oh yes bowel, the bowels bowel. yes yes exactly it's, it's i love it bowel. yeah and um they also don't fly although they do have wings they kind of skitter and they drag their wings behind them which makes just an awful sound the wings are also covered in goo is that, that what in, like, follows you out trails. yeah that's what how many of them have. let's say 22 Follow up question.
1: How big is each one of them?
2: About the size of your dog.
1: You guys, I got this. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh,
4: if you latch onto one of these owls.
2: Oh God, is that what we're eating? Is that what we're eating? Oh
1: my God! I think you've discovered
4: <laughs> oh. the soil green secret here. Shit! Actually, is it? You were the <laughs> occult and sorceress, you know, expert here.
2: Yeah, I'm adding up the bones on my fingers, and I'm like, damn it.
4: It was bowels all along. You've been eating long. Gunther's bowels.
1: Adding it up the bones on your bowels. fingers while you lick them. So you lick one,
2: you're like one. Deep two. fried, yeah, deep fried Three. bowels.
4: So the restaurant begins to fill with a cloud or I guess a small plague of these bowels. <laughs> How does this scene play out?
2: So I think that the bowels are probably gonna be pretty upset when they see we're eating their brethren. But I, I they don't like...
3: fly. You just punt them.
2: You <laughs> <He's laughs> <gonna> just start <laughs> kicking bowels. <laughs> you right in the of house. your shoes. You see those things are covered in like snot. It's disgusting.
3: I mean, okay. what, what I don't know. I got nothing. Move on. Does
1: so the snot make is... them
3: sticky or slippery?
2: Yes. Somehow both. <clears throat> yes. 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 The answer is yes.
4: How does your <laughs> irresponsible investigation into the great old ones burn you, Sin?
2: so i was hoping to learn whether or not this was some type of cosmic chicken and now i've gotten my answer and it's horrifying (laughs) it has turned my stomach i don't think i'm ever going to be able to eat chicken again in this world i've just ruined it forever for myself
1: never ask any question for which you
3: do not want to know the answer nobody wants to know how the sausage gets made or the bowels.
1: yep (laughs) We just want cheap delicious chicken, that's all. Yeah.
3: I mean, it was good. I don't see what the the problem is. It no one was complaining until you found like five, 15 too many bones in a chicken breast.
1: Well, I have a little bit of a problem and that's that they're I consider them like significantly cuter than chickens. So now I have a moral quandary on my hands. But I'm also waiting to hear if uh, Gunther's going to like let me get back at this job.
2: And as we're sitting Uh, there, one of the bowels walks over to the plate that is in front of our newbie and says Lauren to it. So now we also know that they have (laughs) names, the power of speech. We've been consuming them. Oh my God. So lie down.
4: The other important question that I'll need to ask you, Ron, is that is Gunther himself a herald or not a herald?
1: Let's call him a closeted herald. So, like,
4: he, he's a passing a human herald, well. like Jin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so he does not seem at all disturbed by the bowels that are flying around and being punted around. No. He's gonna and whack
1: those and take them in back and fry them up later.
4: When he looks he at you, wishes. And he says, If you want the job back, deal with the bowels. All
1: right. All right, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. I'm going to the broom closet, getting a broom. I'm coming back out. I'm ineffectually sweeping at them. I'm
4: <laughs> looking around.
1: I'm trying to think of another plan. I you realize really that this sweep
4: is... <laughs> your bowels. Have you tried fiber? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, broom's pretty fibrous, I would think, but um, so uh yeah, um I and I just keep saying like I got this! I got this! Eat the, the broom out of my hands and like... I don't think he has over it. Tables and... Uh, I guys, I got them. this! And and I like throw my tongue on the ground and go, zap That's not helping. And then finally, like, when I am completely overwhelmed, I'm finally like, I might need a hand!
3: I get up, I jump into the back and I grab a, a metal container from the kitchen of hot like bowel grease. <laughs> and I'm just like, I got this. And I start flip like flipping boiling hot, hot
0: grease at the bowels. And just to wreck the- your bowels <laughs> with grease. Jin Jin slowly stands up, dusts off his suit, and uh steps outside to smoke a cigarette. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, by the way, that counts as another low note for me because I refused to ask oh. for help until I absolutely needed it. Oh, yeah.
4: So uh, I, I helped, I, I, but when I damaged said, the local I, community. Real quickly, you said that. Um, another That's two for there. me. Go back to someone from my old life. These are low notes Yeah. Go back to someone from my old life. Yeah, I also for help, notes, so yeah, I need a price. Yes, yeah. so why don't we go ahead and do that really quickly. I appreciate you bringing that, up because that means that you, first two off, new Ron, you get two new powers, and that Finn, you get one. So here we go. So for people at home, they are given a verb, and a adjective, and a noun, and a body part, and then a complication, and they interpret this how they will. So I will do the first one for you, Ron. You have your verb is dig, stinky, ashes, and manifests in your wounds. And your complication is that you can only use this power at night. So again, your dig, stinky, ashes, wounds, only use at night. Then for you fin vomit fungal salt brain. You must add something to your diet that is not food. So take a (laughs) bowl of pika. So so yeah, vomit, fungal, salt, brain, you will now eat something that is not food.
1: I think that uh, you'd be on the same page as my little dog on that. Like, I think that she tries to make about... She tries. I prevent her from making about 25% of her diet non-food items.
4: Now, are you ready for your second one? Sure am. All right. So, you have Radiate Wild Electricity Hair. And when you use this power... It makes you weak. Cool. Now, whenever any of the players do one of these low notes, it gives them a token which they can use to do high notes later or good heroic effective actions. Uh, but they also get another mutation. So, um, tell me how the rest of the scene plays out. Originally, this was going to be a scene of vengeance, and now it is a scene of finger looking. Chaos. <laughs> uh, are any of you either wanting to rewrite this scene in a various way for your characters or move on to other actions?
1: I'm curious if anyone um, got hit by the hot grease who wasn't a uh, bowel.
3: Yeah. I didn't say I was aiming well.
4: When you, <laughs> so, your action, so you write the scene as you want. There are no rules, and it's how you want it to play out. So, you tell me, did you accidentally grease the wrong bowel? Or I wasn't? mean,
3: yeah, uh, that. <laughs> see, I've been trying to achieve one of those low notes. So th- my intention to help and hurt the local community is one of my things. I see.
4: So you. So who do you you spray like a gag? of one of your. I'm, I'm throwing year. it at the <laughs> but
1: Ian's first. First idea, a gaggle of kids. A whole <laughs> gaggle. Happening. You
4: said, Hurt the community. Imagine yeah. mean, there's a bunch of kids that's excited to have a birthday party at Goonver's Chicken Shack. Oh. Shack. Oh. The truth,
0: the truth. I just of Ian's feelings comes out. I just want you guys to know, comes at, out. and non-binary folks, <laughs> yes, exactly. This.
4: His,
1: his first poll is a, a gaggle of children hit by hot grease. Reto. Reto. Reto.
0: I can record his show.
1: Night, nicest guy on the show, my ass. I
0: record show that Ian's <laughs> kindness is it's a lie, a, it's a and approach. all he wants in this world is to, to boil children, children alive in Greece. Greece. Uh, allow yeah. me to
4: like rip off my fleshy veil <laughs> and reveal the Eldritch God within. No, I was I I have projecting into this in the second grade. I had a birthday party at McDonald's. Uh, oh, when cool, and I just threw. Boiling
0: grease on all my friends. Exactly.
4: no, <laughs> no that, I was I've just been thinking about like going into the freezers and like seeing yeah, like, see the things there. Uh yeah. so no, that's what I was just thinking of. Plus I've been this entire I, time I've been thinking about the movies Poultry guys and the Toxic <laughs> yes. Avenger. And so both are amazing. Yes. Are playing, yeah. Me um, thinks-
0: the gm doth protest too much no
4: i'm just saying if you if you watch really terrible low-ground movies uh they're both trauma movies yeah um Look,
1: bringing up poltergeist and trauma forgives all in my book so um, i've been thinking this yeah. entire time especially that i'm gonna
4: to have to clean up do crap like literally it's like that's poltergeist. <laughs> um, uh if you have children at home, do not watch those films so you it's, tell uh, me not on um, yeah, uh, who Vail. did you accidentally grease?
3: Okay, so Vale and seeing his his person back there trying to clean up all the, the bowels and it's not going well. And the situation <laughs> has to be dealt with. And he remembers <laughs> that time that he sprayed off a raccoon with a hose. And what do they have that's water adjacent here? Hot grease. <laughs> So So, um, he looks at the fryer. Two substances that are
1: totally interchangeable.
3: Now, what what we didn't mention when we got here, I believe the time of day is exactly eighty year old person lunchtime. (laughs) Yeah. I believe Günthers is one of those ten a.m. Yeah, is one of those Günthers that still has the buffet that only caters to eighty year old people. (laughs) who want fried chicken and coleslaw coleslaw Coleslaw, (laughs) biscuits brown gravy white gravy macaroni salad uh chitlins whatever chitlins are i've never had them
1: (laughs) they're they're pig intestines and they're they're there yeah
3: okay yeah uh gizzards and uh so the first two people to get caught in the crossfire are mr and mrs lutz's Who, as we all know, have been pillars of the community that have donated a lot to charity, that have done some really amazing work, uh, adopted a child after their parents were burned alive uh, in a tragic (laughs) house fire while he was having a slumber party. Some people say that the suicide note was found, but the fire department got rid of it. Uh, Anyways, they took him in, but he's in school, so they just got destroyed by Greece and Vale. (laughs) is not paying attention to that because he's already turning around to grab another ladle full of grease to fling at the bowels (laughs) and as he goes for the bowels he overshoots and those children that Ian brought up earlier they're exactly there gasping in horror at the (laughs) Lutz's flesh melts from their face revealing their muscular structure and teeth only for their eyes to, the children's eyes to get burned out by the hot grease with little extra crispy bits from
1: so the bowels last sight. that were already fried. So the last sight is these it sounds like a couple like, ah, like <laughs> melting. <in.
4: laughs> okay, so my question is that if I'm I not correctly correct. that you've done this twice now so you have two bass notes or low oh, notes. That was one per? I thought <laughs> that was Okay,
3: Okay. (laughs) then I guess guess Vale sees that and does not go for the role of threes in comedy.
4: Well, I mean, that means you're going to get two powers, and so that's why I need to put a little pause here to let you know what you've got. Your first power is Flood. Okay. Oh, this is going to be real wild of all the people to give this to Flood. (laughs) Burning. Insects. Hands. And you can't control it after you produce it. I can generate balance? You generate basically uh, floods of burning insects in your hands that you can't control once you conjure them. That's power number one. Power number two that you gain for uh, doing these horrible things is that you... The right reason. Um, explode... Ah. Stressful wires, (laughs) flowers, and it stains your skin with impossible colors. I'm for this. This
3: is not a bad thing. So I can explode wires into flowers? If they're stressful? So So the body
4: part of yours that exhibits this are flowers, so your body is, is sprouting flowers, and you can interpret that how you want. Um, okay. And it explodes, and like you said, it could be um, wires. Alright, alright. So, uh, the rest of you, are you wanting to contribute to this scene? Or are you wanting to, to develop new scenes?
1: I there's nothing I can do to improve this scene. I don't think I'm getting
3: my job back.
1: I was helping. I'm so (laughs) sorry.
3: Look, you didn't need this job. You're better than this. I can get you at the store store where they sell everything. Well (laughs)
1: self-labeled. I mean, I I will tell you that is I think the hardest I've ever laughed on this show was from you (laughs) traumatizing and blinding. (laughs) <laughs> a bunch of harmless children.
4: <laughs> you don't know if they were harmless. Yeah, you're assuming. That's a mistake. Yeah,
1: that's true. That's true. I shouldn't I should not project harmlessness onto children.
3: That's all that's a terrible mistake to make. The um, the they kill constantly. more people. Yeah, yeah. Children kill more people in America every year than sharks.
2: Sure.
3: <laughs> I bet they yeah. do. It's a fact. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: Dude, um i'm i'm anymore. happy i i think that our work here is done at gunter's although <laughs> it's not quite in flames yet and that was my but wait a minute i've got like some new powers let's see yeah um it's covered in grease like uh oh hey Pashki, you shoot burning insects right uh psh, psh, psh. yes i do and and that that uh can't be turned off once you turn it on right
4: yeah, you can't uh, well, the, or can control the bugs, you tell me.
3: I mean, I figured I could make bugs and they'd be burning. And I could appoint them. But once they've left, if they smell candy or something that they want, like the blood of orphans who have been burned by Grease, <laughs> yeah. they're gonna go wherever they want.
2: Bugs will be, right. bugs, you know, there's
1: I, I say let's uh let's let some of those flaming bugs go and see. Um, you know, they say if you really hate a workplace, um let Burning insects go free. And if they burn it down, then it truly was meant to burn down.
2: Mm -hmm. I've also heard that. I think I've got that on a pillow somewhere.
3: Mm. I have that as a tramp stamp. Sorry. (laughs) Only my wife was supposed to know that. Mm. All right. Uh, Bugs to end the suffering, (laughs) which is improving the community.
4: That's improving the community?
3: It's ending their suffering.
4: when I
1: hear end someone's suffering, I don't usually think with fire, but I
2: suppose... <laughs> yes, it depends on how they're a case can be made.
4: Well, um... Alright, well... So, again, you were all masters of how this plays out, so you tell me if you burn it down and then what you do after this.
1: Uh... We burn it down, and I do a victory lap on my tongue. Uh... Oh, you meant
4: what we do for the next scene, yeah. Well, now, that's a good thing. So we'll, uh, we can take that as the base. So the question is, so um, as you were doing this, that Jin didn't really want to be a part of this chaos. So Jin, you can lead the next scene if you want, or do you want to describe how the local law enforcement reacts to you releasing a bunch of bowels and then setting a building on fire and murdering children and the elderly?
0: Uh well, they're definitely coming on time because I called them. Um...
4: <laughs> so you called. So tell me who you called.
0: I um, I I stepped outside when uh when he started trying to attack the owl bowels with the broom. I was like, okay, this is a little too chaotic, <laughs> but he appears to be earnestly trying to get his job back. So I'm I'm okay. Then I looked over and I saw uh, saw him grab the grease, like run in the back. And I was like, he doesn't work there. And I saw the grease. and I was like, okay, this is nope, 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 (laughs) nope. And uh, proceeded to call the uh, paramedic, like basically called 911 and was like, yeah, we're going to need a fire department and like maybe a bunch of ambulances. And also
2: uh, the local bowel control. Mm
0: Yeah.
4: Are you not requesting the police?
0: Okay, look. Look, Ian. Ian, look. I'm
4: saying- This is triggered. a role-playing game. This is a role-playing triggered.
0: game. This character is not me. But John Baldersberger is incapable of saying, I called the- Mm-mm, I don't wanna. Uh, um, okay, okay. Well, Jim, uh, do you, okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait,
1: wait. <laughs> Allow me to step in here and just observe for a moment. How do you like it, John? are you sure Mm, yeah
4: exactly let's Let's just say (laughs) you are the police you're like I would like one ship in the police please
2: let's just say I
4: I think I rolled well enough to do that okay Mm. listen 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 the police are already on their way. So, we'll listen, just... guys.
0: Yeah. The I already called the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, Boys, I already got the I already cops here. The cops. <laughs> All
4: right. The reason why I'm mentioning that is that then brings in the stars to play. So, as you are trying to bring order into this chaotic situation, you feel this moment in time that is somehow adrift that you are still on the phone with the dispatch but your mind is out there in the unfathomable depths of space you feel your mind split and torn asunder as you see the universe from the eye of a very distant and uncaring eye you are a speck and an unending gulf of darkness and you just see it utterly how insignificant you are! And Here, let me this... let me really
1: put some salt in the wound, John. See that you're just a speck in a big blue
3: stripe.
4: In in oh, for the <Yeah. our> listeners. <laughs> no. um, so it, you feel radiating through you in through your insignificance the utter burning desire to control the absolute crushing you must have absolute order at the cost of everything and you snap back and you're on the phone and they say right, so we're going to send some uh, various people to help with this bowels you say flaming children you say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, you feel like you are being bargained with with the creature of the stars do you want to give this name this this entity a name like Azaboth or maybe even Narlahotep anything Eldritch that you want to insert
0: I think Nyarthotep loves Corpo-fascism. Probably, yeah. I think think Corpo-fascism is Nyothotep's jam.
4: What bargain does it want to make with you to support fascism and the force of law? And is that something your character would want to accept?
0: I came into this intending to play a Nice Buddhist who is being pressured into corporate life by his family, but y'all didn't force the goddamn hands.
4: I get the stress John for once.
0: You laugh now. Next week's a new game, motherfucker. Ian, I'm gonna do all the drugs. Um <laughs> Me too, buddy. Okay, so the, the deal is... Oh, okay. The deal is that um, Nyarthotep is telling me that um, I could make all of this go away. I have the power. Literally. I have, I have the power the to power. absorb Everything. I could wipe this location and everyone in it off the map. And so long as I took everyone, there would be no witnesses, my secrets would be safe, the chaos would be gone, and there would be no threat to me and my life.
4: So what do you do?
0: Seeing as we have another hour of play, I do not murder people. Keep in mind that one god might want one thing, but
4: another god wants another.
0: And... Yeah, we got an hour. (laughs) I take a look at my low notes real quick. Uh, Actually. Um...
4: You gotta double down on excuse and not. Yeah, I was gonna right. say
0: I'm gonna double down on my excuse, I think. Um <laughs> wonderful. I'm gonna double down on my excuse that um killing as as tempting as killing everyone here would be. Um the truth is is that like there are probably cameras that saw me come in like down the street with these fuckers and like the investigation to the disappearance of Gunther's chicken would <laughs> undoubtedly reveal that I was in the presence of heralds and risk my my secrets. So uh I am going to walk across the street <laughs> from Gunther's and watch as the um as police and fire arrive. I
1: oh, I would yeah. just like to say there is absolutely, um, no mystery in Gunter's chicken disappearing because that shit's delicious.
0: Uh, I meant the business. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So although, although Gunter's chicken arriving, serving cosmic horror owls that are incredibly delicious <laughs> and then being gone, that's, that's a pretty sweet urban myth right there. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for your next power? I'm ready. So scream
4: glorious nettle, metal, metal antlers, and you are allergic to something common and something odd.
0: Mm -hmm. okay um if any of you guys come out of the uh the Gunters while you're while I'm waiting uh Jen has a, a nice hat on now like a business <laughs> hat I guess that's I don't know you know like a hat business people would wear
4: how a big are the,
0: hats. how big are the things we don't it's know a, about or are, are they like
3: so, four pointers or
1: so, uh, just the to, entire to fill point in of the... what John meant, a business hat is a top hat,
0: as everyone knows. Well, <laughs> mm. uh, okay, so the antlers go just straight up. The entire <laughs> I'm like little nubbin antlers, um, because Those and the only reason I'm doing that is because the entire point of this play playbook, uh, the only point of the playbook is that you can hide the thing. So if mm. I can't okay. hide it, I can no longer be this thing
3: that okay I, I follow all right top hat it is
0: um so, uh, uh i God. want to point out that what this means is that i can strike my metal antlers and they resonate like a tuning fork uh but they Indeed. resonate dio screaming <laughs> at such a volume it like shatters glass and like crumbles brick but what
4: exactly is all there <laughs> well
1: uh he's been down too long in the midnight sea is it becoming of
0: them, um, anyways yeah <laughs> <laughs> so done. all right guys uh i propose that we end the show early so i can just go listen to dio <laughs> for the
2: rest of the night.
1: <laughs> motion carries Oh,
3: sorry i'm gonna get sued oh it's gonna be say.
4: You are to sing it just badly enough and no one can recognize it so you don't get sued. Welcome uh, to this One Mind Curio. So, yes.
1: Oh, You're man, so... I invoked uh, Ronnie James Dio as like my demonic patron in another game. I can't remember which one.
4: Ooh, that you did. I will have to look through your notes. And I do expect a uh, Mr. Patchy from you a business hat in your pictures for the evening. Yes, <laughs> there
2: has to be a business it's, hat. It's
4: already on.
3: Why do you think I was
4: asking
2: about the antler shape? <laughs> Good.
4: We are aligned. So the rest of you, what scene do you want to build, or what are important to your character, or what's happening to your community as a result of this chaos?
2: You know, I'm well, taking notes as much as possible. This is fascinating to me because this is these are powers that i have not yet seen or encountered so i'm excited to watch them at work
1: between um the uh tragic firing undeserved firing of a former employee alleged um the burning of children and then the burning of the structure itself allegedly allegedly um the great uh working class uprising in our town has begun so like the folks at the subway have like just they're just like pelting people with ham just like throwing ham throwing ham at throwing anybody who comes in the door yeah like i thought uh, our town
3: actually had a subway <laughs> like station <laughs>
1: <laughs> no Sorry. no we don't rate one of those No, uh like you know uh what other things are there than eateries i don't know you guys help me out here uh
3: oh, hardware uh, store employees they're gonna yeah. be fun
1: yeah <laughs> man the nail guns axes that's a good one that doesn't take what, very long I, what imagine. Country are we in? In? What? I don't know midwest i'd say probably
0: <sighs> I hear right, how about like factory workers then
1: yeah, yeah yeah although i would not call them working class like um Since they make like 40 to 60 to whatever an hour. But uh,
4: yeah. uh, And and, and, like their bodies falling apart from doing work.
1: It's a whole debate within the scene. But anyway. Yeah. yeah, uh, What what constitutes a class or what is a working class differs from time to time, place to place, situation to situation. So it's why I dropped out of Democratic Socialists of Utah when they were like, let's unionize the Starbucks baristas. And I was like, let's start with Taco Bell. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, just general chaos and uh, anarchic proletariat uprising, I like to think, is the outcome. But I'm an optimist.
4: I like how this is escalated. Um, So I'm hearing that there is an uprising of people. And as that happens... That begins to bring the attention of the cosmic force that is the Earth. Um, The Earth is old and it remembers everything that has been or could have been and is deep and full of secrets. I am imagining that the uh, uh, proletariat uprising is a manifestation of it um so definitely you ron anybody else would be very sympathetic to the cause
3: i mean it's my local community rising up and i'm here for my community so i'm
4: (laughs) So, and
1: and for the record i'm less like charles bernard murderess than i am like Ron from Gunter's um, full of enthusiasm for the whole revolution thing.
4: I like how all of you are just like being the most absolute dodgy about your characters. Normally your character's like I murder a whole orphanage and then like today you're like <laughs> I am I as a person don't do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like that because the atrocities that all of you have committed um I have never said that. Let
0: me just start with that.
3: <laughs> I, I,
0: I John would never call the cops. But Jin, Jin's a motherfucker. He'll call the yeah. cops.
1: Yeah, fair enough.
0: Vale so,
3: would I, burn old people with grease. Charles I, would
4: burn I, old people with grease. With cigars. Um, so I guess I feel like, Jin, are you the one person out, or would you also support
0: this? Jin's a white-collar punk-ass.
4: So the three of you, then, um, you gain a vision from the primordial force that is the Earth. What would you like to call this uh, Lovecraftian deity or essence? Mommy.
2: Jiggly Joe. (laughs) <laughs> to some My it is mommy but joe. to
4: others it is jiggly joe yeah.
2: you, J-O. no are, e. yeah.
4: you sink through the ground and dirt and stone surround you you hear the bones of the earth cracking and turning into gravel and you fall into darkness and find yourselves huddling in a cave Outside you hear something shambling, but you can't see beyond the darkness at the mouth's, cave's mouth. You feel that as this beast lumbers about, it somehow causes more riots and general chaos as the uprising is happening in the, the community. It is urging you to support these riots and to overthrow the institutions. You feel it chafing at the influence of another one of its outsider like brethren as it is urging the uprising of the people and fighting against the system and order and structure uh and with that you snap back and see the general chaos that is gripping the town the law enforcement is trying to suppress all of this chaos and you also feel like you need to encourage the chaos so how does the scene play out with jin being on the supporting perhaps one of these elder things and the three of you supporting a different one or being at least coaxed by a different one
2: I'm um, I'm going to get one of their signs that is a uh, you know stating that we, we you know we want to be heard I've got one of their signs and I am um, aggressively approaching Jen with it <laughs>
4: This is gonna make the worst PvP in the history of our show. <laughs> I, love, uh, I
0: love it, I especially power. because of what Jen's doing. <laughs> and again,
4: um, as we always encourage to our listeners, we also have our safety tools, and when any of us feel badly, we can always make sure we can rewrite the scene.
0: Jen is walking towards a union representative, removing a glove. <laughs> That feels Um, bad to say.
1: I I I'm not participating in this fracas between you two, but um, I did manage to retrieve uh, from Gunter's before it burned the aforementioned chicken costume, and I'm just like ripping up the middle of Main Street with a big ass black flag, like chicken suit on, like not a care in the world, just like ah revolution.
4: Can you, if I may, be so sort of indulgent as to request while you're wearing said chicken shoe- suit, can you affix your tongue to something and fly around <laughs> as the chicken? Oh, yes, please. The <laughs> and the sound effects.
2: <laughs> <At least. laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so, <clears throat> zap! Down goes the tongue and then
2: meow,
4: revolution! Yeah!
1: So, yeah. Flying with my tongue, black flag over my head. That is my is finally
2: helpful. <laughs> I am going to reach inside of my I'm gonna remove my shoe, carefully remove my loafer, untie it and remove it. Take are you out your loafer? Yes, untie my loafer. It's got a little it's got the little it's the little loafer with the
4: Oh I thought this was a those like a radio wheel. No, no,
2: no, no. No. Oh. Right. I'm taking it off. I'm taking out the soul i'm ripping out the soul of it and i devour that soul Um, (laughs) so i'm eating something that is not food because i'm prepping one of my superpowers right now oh cool as i'm uh, watching uh jen go towards this union rep so one of your superpowers
1: is sort of like the mr fusion from uh back to the future part two yeah
4: I do like how you so thin you ripped out a soul and ate it and I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Jin's about to do
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I just up until this point I've been imagining your character is just covered in metal scales and spikes
2: not yet so, I haven't activated it
3: but okay so but up until this point that's all I've been imagining so now I'm imagining the spike human with loafers
2: with loafers Yes. <laughs> metal loafers inspection.
4: these are loafers Um, (laughs) thank you one person that is laughing at my jokes which also is Charles (laughs) okay so tell me all of you how this plays out Um, so
1: well um, let's see Midwest real life Charles's money would be on the cops but uh, I don't know how do you guys want it to play out
2: so I'm gonna go ahead and activate my stony scales. So now I am almost completely immobile. I am basically like a trash can trying to like shuffle down <laughs> the street, vomiting fungal salty brains just out of my mouth. And it's but just, you
3: still have sorry.
2: No, it's still like it's just like squirting out from behind, between the like stony <laughs> scales that are over my mouth, spraying in no kind of discernible pattern, just broadly coating everything around me.
3: You're still wearing the shoes, right?
2: I'm still wearing the shoes. <laughs> Although now I'm walking a little funny because one of them doesn't have a soul inside of it any longer.
0: Ah, oh, it does throw you off, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Jin removes his glove and uh, kind of like he sees he sees what's happening behind him. He understands. But it's good because you know what causes a panic? A big scaly monster bo- vomiting fungus. <laughs> and so now there's this giant like melange of people running around screaming, panicking, and uh Jin accidentally bumps into the union rep uh brushing hands as he does and with a wet uh he is let's say lost in the crowd uh and Jen puts his uh begins putting his glove back on.
4: Do you think that would uh, seeing if that would correspond to any of your notes and
0: I think so I would say that we could probably oh, no. um, say cover up a mistake enough to keep your power hidden from normal humans for now or um what mistake? or burn a relation burn a relationship <laughs> to avoid revealing your powers nah I don't think probably. what not. relationship?
3: I mean, you could burn a relationship with one of the group. Like, no, that's oh, all we see. That's it? In the
4: do rearview mirror.
0: <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, that's long, long past. So, what are you
4: choosing to do?
0: I mean, I that's what I did. I don't think I get an action. I don't have a no, token for it. Well, this basically treated as a good base note. Uh, you, you could you could treat it as a deep note, Abandon commitment to the group or herald community in order to hide your status as a herald. But again, like.
1: It's but it, but really you're not style. doing it to hide your but, Yeah, that's what, what I'm know. saying. It's like nothing yeah. really
0: fits.
4: It'll just be an action you do that doesn't garner a token.
0: Okay. That is... All right. Yeah.
4: The rest of you, what are you doing to contribute to the scene or to create a new one?
1: Oh, midair? About 35 miles an hour probably is what I'm doing. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. That's so slow. <laughs> it's not. It's not great. That, that is not like air going speed. I love this superpower. I'm not even going to use any of my other ones. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sticking with the. I've. I have long thought that. Um, like I couldn't come up with a like the an extravagantly useless superpower, and like Ian, your roles did it
4: for me tonight. <laughs> that is i'm very glad that is um, for people who are curious there is the superpower table which again kind of those five different categories um but it is a 2d6 roll for each column and it can lead to some very wacky things this is yeah. our flying chicken <laughs> friend over here
1: yeah <laughs> a very jacked looking flying chicken not under the suit <laughs> but the suit at least
4: It's like they, the abs are like chicken.
1: <laughs> what I was thinking of with the uh, the bowels and them being all cuddly was that Futurama episode where you find out that um, what are they called? The chicken products yeah. are made out of Omnicry Perci eightlings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck were those things we, called?
4: We are finding out that why doesn't the smaller or the larger the two classes just eat the smaller class, anyways. Um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we, we are, are getting close to our time. What's the final scene that you would like to see happen and how it relates to your character's motivations? Kill Jin.
1: Uh um. I would like to see my tongue, my electric, gory tongue snap and send me flying free at last to fly on my own, tongueless but free, uh, to find a better job in a new community.
4: Do you happen to fly far physically or do you happen to fling yourself into the Realm of Shadows?
1: Ooh, let's go Realm of Shadows. I'm going to fling myself in there. I bet they got job openings.
4: They do because the shadows is connected to all the occult societies, cults, critics, yeah. and other parts of society. So, Hell uh, yeah. as you go through this non Euclidean dimension of horrors and tantalizing secrets, where do you end up?
1: Um, Kinko's. <laughs> That's it. That's my answer. <laughs> Baller. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: good, good on you. I got a snort out of John. You have gods the shadows for his <laughs> secrets, and you wind up at Kinko's. I, I, I want to say. I want to say
0: there's if you hey. If you work at Kinko's, no shade, like we all no, we all got a, jobs. There is no yeah. idea. But what's what's so incredibly funny is the you all with through the nightmare yeah. of shadows where yes. all the cool knowledge is open yes. to your fragile human psyche. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess I'm making copies then. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like
1: yeah. and I'm like <laughs> all right, here's uh 2095, here's the <laughs> little reader thing for the copy machine. I'll need that back for your change. Oh, a good
3: one. I don't know what to tell you guys. I mean, Staples Print Marketing <laughs> Center um, kind of is Kinkos, yeah, even I though know. Kinkos hasn't <laughs> existed in uh, 15 years, and people still hear. have good brand name <laughs> recognition on that.
4: Yep. <laughs> I, I was wondering if there was a direct allusion there, Charles. Uh, so, all right. So that's your scene. You are now happily question mark making copies. Uh, what are the <laughs> rest of you doing for a final scene for your character?
2: So I've just about vomited out all of the remnants Rains. of both uh, bowel and shoe uh, sole that I've eaten today. Good. Um, and as I am retching up the last of the the bile lining of my stomach, a piece of the fungal brain gets lodged in my sinuses and sort of grows these little tentacles that attach to my brain, giving me the knowledge of these salty fungal brains and their entire (laughs) shared history. And in that moment, before my scales fall away and I see just how badly I've ruined my perfect put-together outfit, I am happy (laughs)
4: Wow! I love that you are learning everything about Yogis. Yes. Everything, and now you know how to put your brain in a cylinder to be transported by Migo. In fairness,
1: I was going to say uh, the the Migo is always kind of an exchange program, if I'm not
4: mistaken. What about you, Vale? What is your closing scene that you like to see with your character?
3: Vail being, you know, just a member of the community there to support it. Um, I can't really think of anything that would be different than Vail just joining in uh, fighting the uprising against everybody until whatever comes, whether it's victory or death, uh, him going into a blood feverish murder spree and not seeing anything until what, maybe the next day or he starts a new life with no memory just in a Blood. different town, not knowing what happened or why he can sneeze and metal shards come out of his teeth and freeze things, which I forgot <laughs> to mention at the opening of the show, and I don't think it's going to
4: come you up sorry. in any way now. You, you so there it is. The you mind the sneeze and the teeth. I saw it. I figured you just were waiting for a good review. Of, like I was, I was waiting space. for a
3: moment, yeah. But it's not coming up now. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, sometimes the best weapon, Pashki, is the one that you don't have to draw. Surprise. Yeah. Um,
4: so then, unless there are I any have other... one, I
0: have my final thing.
4: Oh
3: yeah. I like to hear that.
0: Jin is overcome with guilt for killing that union representative.
1: Does he convert um, to Buddhism?
0: No, he's no, it's because of his Buddhism that he would feels guilt. Um, I, I was being that, at the... that
4: could be an intrusion from the sky, if you want it. But uh, yeah, so maybe. what? Jin
0: does. What Jin does is he feels that everything, everything. Look, the the planet, the planet is in space, and we're all fucked. Everything's fucked. So Jin removes his gloves, looks around at the the world of madness and terror that is all around, and clasps his bare black hole hands in front of him <laughs> don't are know what happens divided? when you touch two black holes but you uh, say when
4: you divide by zero what happens so you tell uh, me you are the, uh, when you, you touch are the two master. black holes we're about to find that out actually yeah so what what does happen
0: jim um obliteration is it
4: within a radius, or is it the entire universe of this part of the SuperString Theory? It
0: is. It is. It is slurped up. Uh, the only thing, the only thing that is left in the bottomless void wow. is a single Kinkos.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> what sound does the universe make as it slurps itself into oblivion?
2: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we draw the
4: scene where we hear the unending an sound of fluorescent bulbs and humming pulse of copy machines copying the same document over and over for eternity. And what was that document that you're copying right now, Ron?
1: Uh, it's been reproduced so many times I can't read it anymore I, th- I think I might, might be in hell I'm not sure
0: yeah. I was going to say, Charles, I do want to apologize condemning you to eternity of, <laughs> of wage slavery
1: <laughs> I No change there <laughs>
0: Fair Jeez. There we go Um, Hey, friends <laughs> This has been a wild one Um, But a cool one Yeah um, I I think I'm still shaking off the pacifist run from last week of where I was like, <laughs> I'm going to play a not completely destructo character um, and then ended up destroying the uh, known and unknown universe. Um, <laughs> so we have been doing our best uh, to keep you guys updated. As you know, we have uh Bridget and I were at Golish last week. Um we did or I guess I did a gaming panel, which boy howdy did that go off the rails. Is uh it was me and three people that played video games. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about and, Mortal you Kombat, and we played we talked a lot about yeah. Dead by Deadlight daylight dead
2: by daylight was dead? yeah a lot of discussion
0: i i told zach i was gonna fight him if he brought it up again um <laughs> how much relationship does that have about being dead by dawn per se um none unfortunately
4: <laughs> someone's in my fruit cellar. someone with a fresh
0: soul <laughs> um thank you thank you You're welcome you're welcome so we uh Totals. Actually, let's yeah. start with you, bud. Uh it's two days away from your next book dropping. It that sure is. Is. Congratulations yeah. on your hatred. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Is the name of the novelette. Um, and yeah, pick it up along with the other ones in the in the batch. There's some cool stuff. John will tell you about it. Yeah.
4: So oh, wait, wait, look, when, wait, when is um he led us into the woods and and uh left this he let us? Was in, was he led us
1: into he led us into the woods and had his way with us. No, um, he led us into the wilderness and spoke to us. Is coming thank in June. You. Sorry, I'm and, looking and, forward to that.
4: So yeah, thank this you. Will, um, this will bind me over until... Yeah, yeah we, this, uh, is a,
1: this is a little novelette that will tide you over to my June release. And no, we have not done a solid date or the cover release on that, John, so we can uh, talk about that at
0: other times. I was going to say, mm-hmm. let's, yeah. I, I cannot wait to show you guys the cover yeah, of yeah, that. However... That is coming. What we're talking about now is the second series of pocket books. Mm -hmm. These ones include Congratulations on Your Hate by Charles Bernard, Bestial by Lucas Mangum, Raven Image by Maxwell Bauman, and Babel by Douglas Ford. All dynamite authors. Uh, The first series was a little more extreme horror splatterpunk. This one is a little more uh, bizarro and esoteric. So really cool um on top of that we are starting to line up the third series uh which is going to right now is going to be shane fulkin mckenzie um nicholas robinson susan snyder and michael allen rose so um these are going to be collectible uh mm-hmm. and they're cheap they're uh six dollars each on amazon but that's a chump way to buy it the right way to buy it is going to Am- uh, madnessheart.press and picking up the four pack for only twenty dollars, which, mm-hmm. in case you're wondering, is a savings of one dollar per book. So <laughs> definitely do that. Um, uh, I started pulling up the announcement. I was I was vamping to pull up the announcements page. Uh, during that, there we are. I better not say anything about truck nuts. Lovely. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: that's always me uh lovely viewers that's always me i always have something to say about truck nuts in our announcements it's true john never no, says it though no i never do
0: because uh but the one time you don't do it i do uh bridget <laughs> you have a kick well you have a kickstarter thing yeah Howls from the wreckage yeah um you can All get disaster ex- horror uh which sounds amazing um you can get like crazy, super sexy, hardcover edition. And the link is available um, at bdbrave.com or follow one Moncast on Twitter because we're going to be tweeting that shit out a few times uh, while it's active. So follow us. Go back that. Um, we just released Gush Tales of Vaginal Horror by Gino Rinaldi um this book viscerally upset edward lee Hmm. and uh that's because (laughs) that's because it is a book of vaginal horror and there you have it uh it's it's a good one though it's gina is a great author and we're very happy to have it um after the pocketbook releases next week Um, We have two other releases, Um, Whispers of the Dead Saint on audiobook, physical, and on uh, Kindle are all going to be out next week, and on Godless, so you can check that out and listen to me uh, write a story that's set in Morkborg, which would be pretty fun. And then shortly after that, and I mean shortly, I mean four days after that. The Revised Anarchist Kosher Cookbook by Maxwell Bauman uh, is going to be out. And that is so cool. It includes a girl summoning a demon to make her bot mitzvah cool. Uh, It includes instructions on building a golem to fight neo-Nazis. It includes a uh, burning pubic bush. So...
1: Like, and to be clear, um, if that didn't make it clear, this is a book of short stories, not a guide on manufacturing explosives at home.
0: Mostly. Um, yeah. So, um, we have so much stuff, and we're not, not—we're not. hey, we're not even half done. Because Madness Heart Games is going to be live in Austin, Texas, running people through Odd Gobs, which I got noticed today that is shipping. So, all kinds of cool shit. Um... Gosh, Ian, are you working on Kickstarters right now? I feel like you must be.
4: Always. Uh, Wrapping up old ones, I just finished editing Overs 11, which was a Kickstarter that will hopefully be released soon after doing the polishing. That'll be released to the backers, and then I'll check to see if that'll also be something that will be available for retail or not. Let's get an update on that. I will say as a pre kind of finger in the in the uh, the book would be Korg Slayer, which is a follow up to Caleb Engelke's wildly successful Korg solo TTRBG. It is going to be kickstarting in the next like month and some change, I believe, or maybe two months. And uh, I will be doing all the flavor writing on that. Just got a sneak preview of the layout, and it is amazing. I think Caleb's just keeps knocking out of the park. Like if you have thought the tales and uh poems and tales of sarcash were uh, like the layout was awesome and this is miles beyond that so it's gonna be really cool if you like solo rpgs That's other than cool. that working on metromancer and that will for people who back that there'll be more updates and things soon so
0: Awesome. Thank you, Ian. Last thing I'll say is there is currently a Mork uh, module on Kickstarter called Pilgrimage of the Penitent. Oh, yeah. Uh, some of us have, uh, reviewed it. Uh, specifically, Ian Cervas says it oozes with flavor, painting the dying world in gorgeous Baroque and grotesque strokes. And, uh, one Charles Bernard said it excels expectations on every count. Uh but what's cool about it is it is about to hit the next uh fun uh Kickstarter goal of fifteen thousand dollars, at which point there will be an additional scenario written by one John Baldisberger. Uh so... pardon?
4: I know, he's a great handsome man. I love him. He's wonderful. I hear
0: seventy pounds. It ain't gonna be fucking comedy. Um <laughs> <laughs> on that note, look, hey, I just threw a lot at you. My advice is follow Juan Moncast on Twitter. Follow Madness, uh, MHP underscore Horror on Twitter, uh, and we'll keep you in the know. Specifically, Charles will keep you in the know because he slaves away over a hot computer stove to cook you tasty tweets all Mm -hmm. fucking day. Um, It's been a blast.
1: They're all bowel-based, those those treats,
0: yeah. They're all bowel-based, y'all. Friends, thank you so much for joining us on this, believe it or not, consensual journey we call
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Wondering Monster.
0: My name is John Baltusberger. I'm Charles R. Bernard.
2: I'm Bridget Brave. Ian Zavassi mr paschke
0: we are going to return next week until then stay safe and count the number of bones in your chicken always it should be less than seven